So I just noticed that uh, the McRib is trending on Twitter right now. This is, it's October 23rd. Actually, give me two seconds. I have to turn off monitoring and switch over to uh, latency-free monitoring. Two seconds. Okay, still I'm still monitoring for whatever for whatever reason I can't turn it off. All right, I fixed it. I just turned it down. Hey, forget about it. Set it and forget it. By the way, a new update just got pushed on GarageBand and it increased uh, the recording time from 23 minutes to 74 minutes. So holy cow! Now I can do an hour and 12 minute episodes, and that's before that's without cranking the tempo down. From 110, but anyway, the McRib I see is trending, but I don't know I I don't know if it's back or not. I just just a quote from four hours ago, the officials the 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 officials the official McDonald's Twitter account tweeted it's always when is the McRib coming back and never how are you doing person who runs the McDonald's account. So I don't know somebody was uh. Somebody over there at uh, McDonald's HQ is feeling a little, little lonely, I guess. Um, I'd imagine that if you uh, are uh, in marketing, that that could be a pretty, uh, pretty lonely lifestyle. Also, very lucrative, very, very lucrative. Uh, yeah, right, or at least that—that's what they would uh, have you think in that show. What was it, Mad Men? I never watched it. I never watched Mad Men. My parents did. They loved it. They love it. But I didn't. I didn't get into it, but I want a McRib, and I think that's what everybody in the United States needs right now This close to the election time uh, with the uh, tensions running at an all-time high, um, just all pure pandemonium going uh, across the United States right now, and I think that everybody needs to uh, join hands and, uh, or oh, no, we can't do that. We're in pandemic, so we just uh, bow to each other. And enjoy a juicy, saucy, delicious, formed, uh, fake grill-lined McRib patty. And who doesn't like it with that tangy barbecue sauce and those onions and the pickles? Because I mean, that's that's the that's the true that's the regular way to order a McRib. It's got the barbecue sauce, onions, and pickles. That's what makes it. Now I can't say that I've been all across the United States and have and, and have. Uh, sampled all the menus, but I would I would assume that a majority of them have the uh, pickles and the onions. Now I, w- I will say that when you go uh, into different territories within the United States, restaurants will have different menus. For instance, when you're in Chicago, if you try to order a uh, sausage biscuit with gravy, um, the old man at the counter will uh, look at you with a twinkle in his eye, smile, laugh, and say, son, you are north of the Dixie line. And um, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, You get into the northern areas of the United States, and apparently they do not have the uh, coveted, in my opinion, sausage biscuit with gravy. You can't get them. Can't get them in Chicago. What's, What's the deal there? STL, good old STL, St. Louis, Missouri. You can get them there. I'm fairly certain. I'm fairly certain you can get them in STL. 
you go way out west, way out east. I don't know. I'm not very well traveled yet. I'm not like really, really well traveled yet. I've been, I've been to you know Florida, Texas, uh, North Carolina, uh, you know, all over Illinois, Missouri. Uh, that's about it. No, Minnesota. When I was younger, I flew to Minnesota with my dad. He had to take a guy uh, on an overnight flight. It was like some kind of a business meeting or something that he had to uh, be at. My father has his private pilot's license, so he used to he used to dabble a little bit in doing a little uh, fly for hire. Uh, you know, like one time he. Uh, Worked with the local sheriff to fly a prisoner to prison. Either he was or transferring prisons or flying him to a court appearance, something. Something, but I know he, he went with the sheriff. This was a long time ago. This was uh, probably before I was born. I would imagine. Maybe, or, or that or I was really young. You know, so it would have been, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say early 80s, maybe even late 70s. Because I, I don't remember that sheriff. But, uh, yeah, so my dad, pretty interesting guy. He, uh, you know, among other things, but uh, one of the, you know, one of the coolest things to me is uh, his extensive, extensive knowledge in aviation, general interest in aviation and the space race. Uh, you know, of course, you know, he's old enough to have grown up through so much evolution in aviation. So it must have been, you know, the only thing that I can think of to compare, and it's not in any way, shape, or form as cool as what he probably got to experience, but the only thing that I can compare compare to is that people in my generation growing up uh, alongside the video games industry. So, you know, I was like around five, right or right or in a roundabout time, a time the... NES was dropped. Actually, I think the NES might be a little bit older than me. It might be. But the point is, is, you know, as a child, I went through, you know, seeing the NES and games on display at Toys R Us and uh, Venture. If anybody, anybody remember Venture, Venture stores, those things shut down, hell, I think decades ago. But, uh, going from seeing NES to SNES to Nintendo 64, you know, Sega Saturn, Dreamcast, PlayStation, PlayStation 2, all that. And, and you know, and it's still going now. We, we're, we're like less than 20 days or right at 20 days away from the PlayStation 5. And uh, then within a couple weeks, we'll have the Xbox Series X. Is that what? Yeah, Xbox Series X. So, I was because I was about to say Xbox One X. I was like, no, it's the Series X. So, yeah, I mean, that... You know, but my father got to, you know, man on the moon, all that shit, all, all the advancements in, uh, you know, jet propulsion, you know, going, going from propeller to, you know, and they're like, this is just kind of off the top of my head, uh, going off into bringing up my father, um, so I haven't really sat and done done the math. That he was this old when they're on the moon, yeah. But I'm just saying, my my uh, what my comparison I guess would be, which is not as cool as you know seeing the evolution of all that, is video games. 
But I want a McRib. I really want a McRib now that I've seen it. They have right now. Uh, I see somebody's even posted the uh, the current thing on Twitter is to put. It looks like the it's supposed to be the Pope getting ready to break bread. I'm a, I think it's the Pope. It's a Pope. It's a Catholic bishop. It's somebody. It's Catholic, high up in the Catholic Church. But uh, you know how you can post four pictures in a square on Twitter. So they use the uh, top right and the bottom two to uh, show the Pope holding up. You know, he's probably holding up the Eucharist or the bread, you know, the wafer. Um, And then people are putting whatever random picture they want in that spot to make it look like, you know, the priest is like holding up this, like this is special. And uh, somebody put the McRib. Man, I want a McRib. I really, really do. I'm expecting it to, you know, I'm going to just go check out the timeline, see if they, I don't think they've announced it. No. Yeah, they've got it pinned though. Man, yeah, they're they're letting it stew. I don't know, maybe. I'm sure I could make a phone call and uh, find out. They probably our local McDonald's has probably got McRib stacked to the ceiling, just waiting, just waiting to drop. I don't, I don't get into politics. I don't get into specifics. Uh, but you know, this is just what's going on in my neck of the woods. And so I did catch the debate last night and it seemed a lot more dialed back than the first one. I I think uh, both candidates uh, got a better chance to speak their piece. Um, And let's just get this over with. Let's get it over with. I actually watched it on the Steven Crowder live stream. Um, you know, it doesn't, I don't, you know, wherever you stand in politics, Steven Crowder is a very funny guy and, you know, I can't imagine anyone outright hating Steven Crowder in, unless they are like super, super, super far left wing, but you know, I, you know, it is, it is what it is. Like I said, I'm not getting into the politics because with, with these digital platforms going on right now, and and w- w- there's so, there's all these digital platforms and all these opportunities for people to get their voice out, for people to create content. There's just there's there's a lot of opportunity in that right now, and I'm not going to stick my neck out and you know try to do anything that's going to upset the powers that be. Like I know that I am a guest here on. Anchor's platform and, uh, you know, through Anchor Spotify, because I'm fairly certain that Spotify does own Anchor. And, and that was, like, uh, you know, purchased like last year, maybe earlier this year or last year. So just in case anybody's listening over there at Spotify or Anchor or what, whoever's doing the moderation, keep on listening. Uh, I would love, you know, hopefully this experiment, you know, just blows up. And I know it can take some time. I know it can take some time. I've I've heard some some anecdotes from some other con- content creators, and they have just talked about how, you know, they they did it for about a year. They grinded for a year, and then it seemed after a year, it started to pick up a little steam. And then it was sometime between the year mark and the year and six month mark where they seen like exponential. I know everybody's story is different, 
And, uh, you know, this could just completely poof and fizzle out or whatever, whatever. And, uh, you know, or it could take longer. Some stuff, people are, are cranking out content for years before they get any kind of following. So, I don't know. It was just cool to know that I've, I've heard, you know, at least one story of where somebody, you know, they did the content creation thing for about a year. And then after that, it was like, pop, hit, you know. I, d I don't want to get into grinding on too much about podcasting in itself. Um you know, I do get meta quite a bit. I have gotten meta and talked about my podcast quite a bit in the in in the past. And yeah, and and so it's probably gonna stick around a little bit uh as this evolves because you know, like I've said before, this is still just kind of all experimental. I'm still figuring out everything. And it and it seems like every time I sit down to record a new episode, something's getting a little bit different. Something you know, I'm always picking up a new little trick or, you know, just, just whatever. I'm doing what I can to balance work, uh, and, uh, you know, the, the hobby time, like having the time, you know, my off time, you know, sometimes you just gotta, you know, recover from the work day. Right. So, but I'm trying to use, the time I have efficiently to, you know, brainstorm ideas, uh, get some stuff written down to, you know, see where this goes. I have no trajectory right now other than definitely working on trying to bring guests in and then also having to figure out how I'm going to actually uh, do the podcast with guests. Um, you know, obviously they're going to mostly be, you know, online over the internet. So my main concern is, you know, what app, you know, what app to use for the video and, uh, the video and the audio. I know there's something built into anchor where I could, you know, anybody could just download anchor on their mobile device their laptop, whatever, and then I could, you know, we can do an interview straight through, straight through the Anchor app, but I haven't tried it out yet, I don't know if it's audio only, or if it's audio, video only, I do know that Anchor has been, you know, apparently working on adding new features to it, I don't think that Spotify has given up at all on Anchor, you know, I don't know why, Spotify doesn't kind of work out. Well, I was going to say, I don't know why Spotify doesn't just kind of work anchor into the Spotify app and just have it be one app. But I guess that that really ultimately wouldn't make any kind of sense because, you know, there's definitely, you know, like there's way more people consuming audio than are trying to produce it. Okay, so to bloat up an app with all this content creation, you know, probably wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. Wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, so that they, you know, two separate apps. That makes, yeah, that makes more sense. That makes more sense. Anyway, I, uh, hmm. Picking up some uh, 
some, picking up some sounds outside, I, I think. But uh, show must go on. I know I, I uh, check my phone, little quiet time. See, this is that right there, like this last couple minutes is why it's like, shit, even without a guest, like I at least need a producer. I need somebody to uh, bounce ideas back and forth off with. And, uh, you know, keep, uh, keep the show going without a lot of, a lot of downtime. I'm sorry. I was actually kind of, uh, listening to the background because somebody had to, uh, swing by the studio for a few minutes. Uh, supposed to be just a, uh, little stop and go. But I think they're still here, and hope I'm not picking up that background audio too much. But, uh, yeah, it is what it is. I'm cutting this episode because I have a busy couple days coming up. I do have... I have to work the next two days, and, you know, I'm not sure, not not sure about the first part of next week. I could very well have to uh, do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday as well, so... You know, just I run the clock out a lot. I procrastinate. I run. I run the clock out a lot to where it's like, okay, you got to sit down, and you got to cut an episode, or, you know, you you know you got to be done for the day. You got to cut it now. Done for the week. And, you know, so it shall be for a while. So it shall be for a while. I think the future is looking bright, though. Uh, You know, all things considered, uh, you know, speaking from a personal experience, uh, I'm not necessarily saying uh, things are looking bright for us all, like including my listeners and the nation and the world. Uh, You know, a lot of crazy things going on right now. But for me... And my personal journey. Things are looking pretty good. Things are looking pretty bright. And. uh, I'm especially happy with the current work situation. That I have going on. Uh, My actual means. Of supporting myself. Because. I mean obviously this podcast isn't it. I, uh, I actually have no monetization whatsoever. Turned on this thing. For anybody who could potentially be hearing my podcast. For the first time. This should be completely ad-free. Like, completely, completely. Now there are, uh... There's times, there's there's a lot of unintentional ads in my podcast, you know? If I'm talking about, like, my gear, you know, something that, you know, I'm looking to, uh, to purchase for the podcast equipment, something like that. So, yeah, I mean, there's that. And I'm constantly on Twitter trying... Well, I shouldn't say constantly, but... Whenever I see a company tweet about a product I'm interested, sometimes I kind of jokingly tweet at them to, uh, you know, send me a review, a uh, a review unit. Uh, for instance, like earlier today, uh, I seen the uh, 20 day PlayStation 5 tweet from Sony, and you know, so I tweeted them, uh, asked them, uh, you know, if they wanted to send me a review unit, I would, I would review the unit. And I would uh, dedicate an entire episode 
to the review and give my honest thoughts on it. I would do that. I, you know, are they even going to respond to that? No, probably not. I had some, uh, somebody, uh, responded that, you know, can't really call him a troll either. They, they just said, uh, what did they said? Something like, uh, are you being serious or you, you can't be serious. Or I told him, yeah, you know, I was a, a little more thorough of my explanation of what I would do for him, you know, for sending me, you know, obviously a free unit and yeah, I'd give him a review. Um, you know, and actually that would, man, that would really, really help with, uh, putting this on the map. I mean, any product, any, anybody, like any company out there sends me a product and tweets, check out the review. Now, boom, you're at least going to get some listeners listening that are interested in a review on that product. I'm getting, getting really meta. This is a good typical chill, guilt, thrill episode right now. You know, I've mentioned, you know, meta, meta, meta talking about the podcast, uh, garage band updates. Uh, I mean, there, there's enough repeated stuff going on in my podcast to start making memes right at this point. But I mean, it is what it is. This is the, this is the Friday episode. And like, I got, Ooh, I'm going to say I got about 40 minutes or so. And then I got to shut this down and Hey, I got 72 minute runtime, which is great. Uh, I just wish I could, uh, Go. I mean, I guess I could go back and uh, cut out a little bit of that that last spot. But eh, I haven't even checked once on how to trim up uh, a file on GarageBand. I know it can be done. I can do it, and I know... Well, actually, I, I'm fairly certain I could probably do it on Anchor, even. Because I know I can trim files in there, and I'm pretty sure... I, I'm assuming I can trim ones that I've uploaded. So I know I was, uh, you know, supposed to be doing this October horror movie uh, watch-a-thon thing. And I did. Actually, I did. Uh, I've seen two movies that that I haven't talked about yet. Uh, I had the first one, of course, was Poltergeist, a classic. It was great. Love it. Talk about it on a previous episode. I don't remember which one. Check it out. And now I've seen... Constantine and the original Puppet Master. Both of these movies I've seen in the past. I mean, you know, hell, I've seen Poltergeist. I, I you know, I don't. I doubt. I kind of doubt I will even watch a horror film in October that I haven't already seen, because you know, I'm just not that much into horror films anymore. So I just kind of try. I'm just trying to kind of use October as an excuse to make make myself sit down and watch, you know, some of the classics and, you know, just to like, I do like this, you know, the spirit of Halloween. I do like October. I like the weather. It was chilly today. It was chilly and it was gray and I thought it was just going to rain all day and it didn't, but it's, there's a chill in the air. It feels like, like today looked like a spooky October day. That's what it looked like. Yeah, I mean, gray, windy, leaves everywhere, you know, Nobody in my area has cleaned up their leaves yet. We're still waiting for them to all fall. So they're just blowing around everywhere. You know, looks like crap, whatever. But yeah, and you know, where I'm at, and you know, out in the Midwest, it's it's looking fall. It's looking like fall, kind of like, you know, today's kind of borderline feeling like winter. But 
we've had snow in early October before in the past, so I'll take whatever it is we got going on right now. I'm okay with that. So Constantine and Puppet Master. Constantine is a 2005 flick uh, from Warner Brothers. Uh, It's based on a comic book called John Constantine Hellblazer. And I wasn't aware of that. I just seen the previews. The previews look cool. I was like, oh, kind of like a action horror flick. And so me and a friend went to see it back in 05 when it came out. And, you know, right from the very beginning, um, it said, you know, DC Vertigo. Vertigo is like the adult imprint of DC Comics. And so that's how I found out what uh, Hellblazer was. And I ended up later on reading the reading some of the books. There's like 300 issues, so I haven't read even a quarter of it, probably. But uh, the books are way more hardcore than the movie. And uh, there was actually also, in I think 2014, there was a TV series of Constantine. It was called Constantine. It was starring Matt Ryan. And it was way more uh, faithful to the source material. Like, he looked the part. He played a British guy. I mean, it, and, and that's just scratching the surface. I mean, the Constantine TV series from 2000, uh, I think it was 14, that unfortunately got canceled before the first season was even completed airing. Yeah, I think there was even a few episodes of the first season that didn't even end up getting you know filmed. It had gotten canceled that soon. But somehow they kind of half-assed made the the whole season, you know, what episodes they did make. They, they kind of did make it like, it, it, overall, the narrative arc was finished. And I think that was because the episodes were actually filmed out of order of the storyline. Or they ended up releasing, maybe, the episodes out of the original intended order to create this. Uh, you know, I forget the the basics, but the TV show is really cool, and I, w- I wish they would have kept that going. It was good, and it wasn't even like CW. It was like CBS or NBC. I forget. I think I think NBC maybe. Whatever it was, it was like primetime channels. One of those, you know, like Channel Four, Channel Five, depending on where you're at. And it was, you know, like it was really uh, dark for a primetime TV show on the channel, whatever channel it was, from what I remember. But uh, the Constantine movie was good, uh, you know, a good Hollywood flick, I guess you'd say. You know, it's a popcorn movie, a good popcorn action horror flick. Uh, it, it was, uh, you know, kind of in the vein of like a Hellsing or, you know, just the, like a vampire hunter story. But this dude's like an exorcist, but he's an exorcist that uses uh, like a shotgun that's golden in the shape of a cross, you know. And, uh, you know, just crazy stuff like that. Which, by the way, though, that was a totally Hollywood thing. I never seen anywhere in the book where there was a uh, a, uh, a cross, a cross-shaped shotgun. But, you know, it, uh, the, the rewatch was, you know, it's not that great. 15, 15 years later, going back and watching it, you know. I, I see it for its flaws. Not that I'm any kind of critic because I just don't watch many movies at all. You know, I just don't. 
I don't get much into movies really so much anymore. I'm I'm more into you know like documentaries. I I would say documentaries, but I haven't even watched any documentaries in a long time. I guess here lately, I guess I've been interested enough in current events that I've mostly been listening to pundits and podcasters of, you know, from from all corners, uh, you know, and just just discussing current stuff. You know, I think it's just until this election's over, you know, mo- most of the uh, most of the digital channels. How do I want to word this? Most of the digital channels I use, like mo- most of the uh, ways I consume my information, a lot of them are pretty, pretty saturated with current events right now. Um, and And not so much you know, just having a good conversation about anything that's like not COVID, not, uh, you know, presidential candidates and, you know, all that. And maybe it's, you know, part of it is me, myself too. Like I'm, you know, keeping such a, you know, what I think is a close eye, but in all reality, no one can really keep a close eye on the current events in this day and age. And this like 24 hour, digital media news cycle hell landscape we're in there's no possible way that you're going to be able to keep up on everything that's going on all at once same time and we shouldn't we were not created for it you know i don't think we ever were meant to so i mean try as i might to you know you know, get, you know, gain knowledge and understand what's going on to try to have, you know, any kind of opinion. It's, it's really hard. And I guess that's why I'm so hesitant to do because I see, you know, I see a lot of division. I see how quick people just, you know, pick a side and just dig their heels in. And, you know, that's where they planted, you know, the, their, that's just where they planted their feet and they're staying and whatever. Me, I like to try to listen to both sides of arguments and come to my own conclusion. But what I'm finding more and more because of the mainstream media is that it's hard to draw proper conclusions because there's so much disinformation going out right now. There's just so much of it. Just, just so much of it. And so I just... I just take kind of more of a standing of, man, they're just all, all probably not good, right? They're like all, all of them, like all, all the world leaders, politicians are probably all mostly not good. I mean, that's what I would assume. I mean, there's just constantly information coming out and showing these people being heinous so I don't know how people can come to such solid conclusions of you know who they stand for whatever but it's it just hey after you know there's an end in sight and and hopefully 
a lot of the fear mongering and a lot of the insanity that's going on, hopefully a lot of it is turned out to be just being perpetuated by the MSM. And hopefully then after the election, uh, things will calm down quite a bit. I mean, and it's crazy too, because even some of the, you know, like the podcast, like even like H3 podcast, you know, Ethan Klein, even they like, you know, you just can't get away from politics right now. They're just like shoving it down our face, down our, <laughs> shoving it, shoving it down our, shoving it down our throat. I mean, it's just everywhere, everywhere. That's why I can't even, you know, I don't, I, I'm, I'm so glad I'm not on Facebook. I'm glad, like I I have an account and I get emails for birthdays and things like that. And you can stay in touch with family and you can stay in touch with family that could live in other states or other countries, you know. So, I mean, it, it's it's a useful tool, but it's also a useful tool for disinformation and just a lot of mudslinging. And I don't I don't even really I mean, I don't even get enjoyment of scrolling through my Facebook news feed and, you know, laughing at posts. You know, it, I just, I don't, I don't get anything out of it. And when I say that laughing by post, but like whenever you see somebody clearly making, you know, an ignorant post and, you know, you just, you don't say nothing. You just, you know, you're just lurking, you know, you know, I don't comment, don't like, don't share, nothing. But you see it and you're just like, gosh, what are you doing? But that's not even enjoyable. Like, there's absolutely nothing about Facebook that I get any kind of enjoyment out of anymore. Uh, all I see it now is a privacy threat. It's a big privacy threat. And they're trying to connect it to everything, it seems like. You know, Facebook bought Oculus, the VR goggles or whatever. So now, you know, I've heard there's a major backlash on you having to use your Facebook account, apparently, to sign into the Oculus Rift systems. You know, I don't know. They they could have already backpedaled on that. Uh, you know, as of now, I haven't. You know, that that was the last I heard. Like sometime or yesterday, I think I've seen it discussed. Hey, whatever. But Constantine's good. Constantine is pretty good. I actually uh, scrapped an episode a few days ago where I had been talking about it, and uh, I ran out of time. Or, Wow, actually, man, maybe I did talk about it actually in a previous episode. I don't, th I don't think I did. Um, I had went in depth with it, and I ended up scrapping it, or maybe I did post it. I almost, I can't check right this moment. I don't have anchor downloaded on my phone my phone has hardly any memory so it's hard to keep anything on it but so anyway the second movie was the second movie was puppet master that movie's from like 1989 it's uh it's about this you know it starts out and it's like right before right around world war ii and as this guy's in like a bodega bay 
He's a puppeteer. He's got puppets everywhere in his room. And there's like two. They're clearly Nazis. I don't think they use any. Like they're implying that they're Nazis. And these Nazis are going to find him. But this other puppet you see through the camera's eyes is running. Anyways, this dude gets shot at the beginning of it. Right. And then these puppets lay dormant in this hotel for decades. And then so the original Puppet Master movie is about these psychics all going to this hotel to try to find this scroll that will allow people to transfer their souls into inanimate objects. And that movie spawned a a whole franchise. There ended up being like, I know there was at least like a Puppet Master 5 and maybe a Puppet Master 6. I got the uh, film series brought up right now. In Wikipedia it says... So, 1989 to 2020, I guess, huh. They also had some um, some crossovers. I know I think the newest one, 2018, a reboot titled Puppet Master, The Littlest Reich. I guess that did, yeah, that did actually come out. The puppet designs uh, appears, the puppet designs have changed a little bit. Yeah. Don't know if I'm a fan. It almost seems like it might be a bit of a, a bit of a reboot. But I'm gonna have to check it out. I think I've seen. I think at this point I've seen all the Puppet Master movies. Uh, there's Puppet Master in '89, and then you got. I'm not gonna read the the years off, but there's Puppet Master, Puppet Master Two, Puppet Master Three, Toulon's Revenge, Puppet Master Four, Puppet Master Five, the final chapter, and then the sixth one was Curse. How about that? I think the sixth movie. In the Halloween series was Curse of Michael Myers. I think there was Halloween 5. And then there was Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm, I'm fairly certain I'm right on that. So you got Curse of the Puppet Master in 98. And then you got Retro Puppet Master. I know I haven't seen that. Then Puppet Master The Legacy. Puppet Master vs. Demonic Toys. Puppet Master... Axis of Evil, Puppet Master X, Axis Rising, Puppet Master Axis Termination. Wow, Puppet Master the Little Destroyer. Blade, the Iron Cross. I have not seen, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to uh, figure out where I'm going to see these. It's crazy. I don't know how many of them. There's got five, got six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Fourteen movies. Wow. Wow. As the puppet me. <laughs> so I used to be really into these movies when I was younger. I mean, when I was younger, I was all about the Puppet Master movies. I liked, uh, you know, I thought the, uh, you know, the Child's Play movies were cool too. But there was just something about Puppet Master. And they were from this production studio called Full Moon. And they just did all like B-rated sci-fi and horror I feel like there is still like a Puppet Master versus Doll Man. Or no, I guess it was Doll Man versus Demonic Toys, not versus Puppet Master. So I'm checking this out now. Yep, Doll Man versus... I don't know if there's an actual Doll Man movie. Doll Man is like this guy who was shrunk down or something. Doll Man versus Demonic Toys in 1993. I'm fairly certain I did see that. I'm going to have to check the wiki out later. I'm not going to sit here and keep uh, waxing on about the uh, the Puppet Masters. Yeah, I don't know what else. Don't know what else. Uh, 
There is a cover, really, today. You know, it's kind of cool, though. I could go on for another, you know, 20, 30 minutes. What do we... What did we what did we get? We covered a, McRib is probably about to come back out. We covered uh you know, I talked about Constantine. I swear I had a good in-depth and I can't even remember now if I post that as a previous episode or not. I cannot I cannot for the life of me. Huh. You know. I uh I did have a a really funny story. A really funny story. Something that uh, something that occurred the other day that I uh, didn't know whether or not I wanted to uh, bring it up on here. Uh, I'm still kind of it. Like it's really funny. It's really funny, and uh, it's not. It doesn't hurt anyone. I mean, it's not like I would you know, use real names or anything like that, or, you know, it's not, I wouldn't throw nobody under no buses or anything like that, but it, it is funny, I just am still kind of internally debating on whether or not I uh, feel like it's appropriate for this podcast, which I, I would like to think that I could just be obnoxious as, as fuck if I wanted to, like, I mean, if you like, if you've listened to, for instance, like Tim Dillon's podcast and some of the stuff he says and gets away with, it's like, ooh, I think the only reason why he gets away, so you know, gets away with stuff like that is because he's got enough of a following, and there's enough advertiser dollars there that that they let him keep going. They won't pull the plug, and I don't know. Some people have speculated it's hard to cancel him because he's a gay guy. So I don't know, maybe maybe that's how, he, I, I mean, I'm assuming that's how he gets away with some of his jokes, uh, but more power to him. And I forget who, I, I feel like I've I've heard Joe Rogan mention that on his podcast. Oh, I did want to, I actually Maynard James Keenan, the lead singer of Tool and also the side project Pussifer and A Perfect Circle. Uh, I believe this is his third time on the Joe Rogan experience and that just dropped today. I was actually watching a little bit of it uh, before I uh, fired up my uh, my own podcast like this one did. Uh, but yeah, so I like I like Maynard. And just lately, this last week or so, the guests on Rogan's show. I'm not saying I'm not gonna gonna watch them, but I'm j- I'm just not just not digging it. Like the one dude, uh, one of the last uh, ones that come up. It was like within the first 10 minutes, they're talking about carnivore diet. And, they're you know, I'm just like, ah, this isn't probably going to be one of my episodes. This is not an episode for me, you know. And that's okay. Like, that is totally cool. Like, I am not hating at all. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of people interested in all of the subjects that he covers because he gets many listens and views for, you know, it doesn't matter the episode. You know, like when he drops an episode, you know, he's at least getting like, what, millions every time. Like, I think it's literally millions every time. So that's cool, you know. But obviously, like, I don't think there's probably anybody out there that has enough crossover interest that maybe, you know, actually, I'm wrong. There, there probably is. There's probably guys out there who have completely remodeled their whole entire lives after Joe Rogan, too. If we're being honest, if we're being completely honest here, you know, I was getting ready to say, 
you know, certainly there's nobody out there who likes Rogan's material enough that he will literally, they will listen to every single episode he drops, no matter who the guest is, no matter what it is. But let's be fucking, let's be real here. There's motherfuckers out there who have seen every fucking episode from start to finish at least once, have have taken notes, have bought into all the Onnit uh, products, you know, have bought all the books, or I've listened to all the audiobooks, at least. You know, I'm sure there is, like, people who have 100% cashed in on the full Joe Rogan experience. And there's nothing wrong with that either. I mean, hell, if I had a, mo- you know, if I had a moderately successful podcast and I had my own product line, I'd be hoping people would be, you know, everybody would be into it too, you know. Ah, I'm just talking nonsense to talk nonsense, but... It's just nice that Maynard is, uh, like, I was ready for an episode to drop like that, you know? Like, I get, I'm most excited whenever I see a, a Rogan uh, episode drop where it's, you know, a Duncan Trussell or now, most most recently when I see a Tim Dillon episode, I know it's going to be a good time too because that guy's funny. So that, uh, as far as comedians, uh, just kind of Duncan and Tim Dillon, uh, and then I like, yeah, I haven't seen Eddie Bravo in a long time, or at least old Eddie Bravo when they would discuss conspiracy theories and stuff like that. That, that I enjoyed. I enjoyed that. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, guys, if you get a chance, check it out. I don't know. I like Maynard when he goes on, they talk about music and everything, but that's going to be it for this episode. I think it's like episode 18, episode 19, whatever, but, uh, I'm gonna just, uh, cut it off right here, because I think I've got, uh, company back over now to the studio, so it's, got, you know, I don't know how much of the background sound this, the setup's picking up, so go ahead and shut it down, uh, sorry about me kind of losing my train of thought a little bit back in there, I know a lot of people out there are like, hey, man, I'm giving your podcast a chance, the least you can do is go back in there and edit that, edit that shit out, man, nobody's going to keep listening to you, it's like, yeah, they might not, you know, what can I do, all I can do is just hope and pray that people forgive me for wanting to hit record, get all the raw thoughts out there, and upload that how it is, without a bunch of heavy editing and everything, and you know, you can call it lazy all you want, I just call it giving it like what, I don't know, the rawest, the rawest uh, form of the art, if you can call podcasting an art, I know it's laughable, but you know, until next time, guys, this is Gillian Seed, 83 of the Chill Gill Thrill, signing off.